0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, October 13th. Now, today we're going to get a big data drop. It will be the inflation report for the month of September. And I think that we're going to see a continued problem with the price of everything except food and energy. So the headline rate could come in a little bit lower, maybe 8% year over year. It's the core rate that is very important these days because, well, energy and food, those prices can whip around a lot. Right now, by the way, food inflation is being kept elevated by lots of supply problems. There's an avian flu pandemic, which means egg prices are record highs. And there are drought conditions across a lot of the West, which is exacerbating the global hit to supply from the war in Ukraine. But it's everything else that I think is uh, very important to us as well. You know, that core rate, that strips out food and energy is expected to actually accelerate at a 6.5% annual pace, which would be a new high of this current inflationary cycle. So why is that important? Because even as all those supply chain issues that I just mentioned resolve, it means that the service side of the economy most importantly, the cost of housing, does continue to rise. And the Fed is not going to be happy about that. And so if that number is as strong as we anticipate it to be, I think the Fed's going to be on target for another 75 basis point rate increase at their November meeting. If the report comes in at all different than I expect, I promise I'll let you know about it. But for today, what I want you to know is that you cannot control the price of things. You cannot control the Federal Reserve, but you can control your own financial life. And you can do that by getting help from two of your favorite certified financial planners, Jill Schlesinger, me, and executive producer Mark Telercio. Yep, we are both certified financial planners, and we'd love to help you make better financial decisions. The way you can do that is just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, And check the box if you want to come on the air. Mark does everything else. And we are trying to plow through emails. I know they are piling up. So for the shy people, let's do some emails today. This is from Tammy who asks whether or not now is a good time to refinance. Is it going to get better or worse? Well, I mean, listen, I just talked about the Federal Reserve raising rates, and frankly, mortgage rates have gotten hammered, meaning they've gone up dramatically, doubled just this year. So it's probably not a great time to refinance, and it's probably going to get worse, perhaps. Um, But Tammy goes on and she says, we refinanced last year so we could do some remodeling. And uh, they want to know if we're done, I guess, with the project so they can close out the loan. Can they do that? We no longer have our mortgage after doing the refi. Did we screw up? I don't understand what they have. I think they might have gotten a home equity line of credit or loan. I need more information, Tammy, because with this, um, there looks like there is something important that we need to deal with. I just want to make sure that we have all the details. So get back in touch with us. Um, This is from Dan and Lena, who've got a granddaughter who's 10. They want to know how to invest five grand for her. It depends what you, this is for. If it is for education, then go ahead and open up a 529 account and don't look back. It's a wonderful way to save with a tax-preferenced uh, vehicle. A 529 plan, do it through the state. Don't have some broker sell it to you. It really is a a really smart way to save for education. If you want something else, there's a custodial account, probably an UTMA or an UGMA account. But if it is for education, and I have a sense that it might be, Then use the 529 plan. Patrick writes, I have a car loan with an interest rate of, you ready for this, 0.9%, so just under 1%. Patrick says, I owe roughly $4,300 on the loan. I pay $340 a month. Now, I also have savings, roughly $150,000. It's in a high-yield savings account, and it earns 3.1%. And uh, he says it's going to drop to 2.1 in a month when the referral bonus ends. I am 39, I live in New Jersey, and I'm a renter. The car loan is the only debt. No, don't. Should you pay off the car loan? No, definitely don't. You're earning more on your savings than that car loan. So I would just keep it. That's called arbitrage, meaning you're taking advantage. You're, you've borrowed at a really low rate, and you're investing, meaning saving, at a higher rate. So, you know, as long as you're earning more in your savings than you are actually paying in interest, then there's absolutely no reason to pay it off. So good deal. I'm very happy about that. That one makes me very pleased. Okay. This is from Glenda. Hi, Mark and Jill. I love your show. I've told so many friends about you and your good advice. I listen every morning when I do my walk. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. My husband's employer, which is a small business, no HR department, apparently got mad at how much he was paying for insurance, payroll, and 401k management and made a lot of changes that have not been adequately explained to us. Hmm, okay. As of my husband's August paycheck, 401k contributions are no longer being taken out of his account and the employer match is not being contributed. What? What? We cannot seem to get an answer as to when or if the 401k contributions and match are going to resume. What legal obligations is the employer under when managing, or in this case, mismanaging, a 401k plan? Is the company violating any laws? Should we expect the company to contribute the amounts that should have been contributed? I'm not sure you can answer these questions. I would appreciate guidance you could provide. Glenda, What's very strange is they're supposed to communicate anything that's going on with this plan. So maybe they halted the 401k plan. Now, they, they're they certainly under, you know, depending on the type of plan, they, they may have had to close it down. Maybe they're doing something else, but they should be communicating with you because all of these plans are subject to federal law. It's called ERISA. And so if you cannot get anyone to help you out, You ought to talk to your state of residence, in your case, Arizona, and you got to drop a dime on them and say, what's happening to my money? Because they do owe you a responsibility of explaining what's going on with the plan. That stinks, though. The whole thing kind of bugs me. It's sort of a nasty story in general. So, you know, for small employers, maybe the 401k was costing too much. But if you're going to, if you're going to shut a plan down, you've got to notify everybody. And you certainly have to have somebody who communicates with your employees, regardless of how big or small the organization is. Debbie writes, my husband is 64. I'm 63. We are both retired. We currently collect pensions. Oh, God. So jealous, he's collecting two state pensions, forty two hundred dollars a month gross, thirty eight hundred dollars net. And I collect one state pension, thirty seven hundred dollars a month gross, three thousand dollars net. Now, they don't have cost of living adjustments, but just think of. they have sixty eight hundred dollars a month coming in, okay? They also have good health care through the state pension system, very minimal cost, two hundred fifty dollars a month. We have a total of $235,000 in traditional IRAs and a total of $325,000 in Roth IRAs. Hmm. They also have $190,000 in bonds and CDs in a brokerage account, $100,000 in savings and checking, and their investments are sixty forty. 40 Unbelievable. This is amazing. Okay. Husband Social Security at full retirement age, $2,200 a month. Mine will be $2,200 a month. Also at my full retirement age, when one of us dies, the surviving spouse will be entitled to half of the pension of the deceased spouse. So gross income for the surviving spouse will be about $5,800 a month of pension plus $2,200 social security, eight grand a month gross. Okay, pretty good so far. They don't have a long-term care insurance They've got some term life insurance policies. They're thinking of discontinuing them when the rates rise. That's probably smart. Home is paid for worth $350,000. No other debt except one $300 a month car loan at 3% will be paid off in two years. Okay, we currently spend $7,000 a month, which their pensions cover. Unbelievable. They've lived on this for the past two years. They've not had to tap any in retirement savings. However, for a major home repair or new car travel, we'll need to actually take some money out. Seems good. We'll be spending more on travel beginning next year. Son and his family are relocating overseas. We want to visit them. That's awesome. Plan on using some of the hundred grand in, in savings and checking for travel and unplanned expenses we may incur over the next couple of years. Since we have no long-term care insurance, we're earmarking 225000 of our Roth to pay for long-term care. We feel the equity in our home could also be used. That's very smart. Okay. Hopefully, we'll be able to leave our son and grandchildren a decent inheritance. Okay. Number one, do you think we're doing okay? I think you're doing better than okay. You're doing amazingly well. So you've got the pensions. It basically covers your need. You've got this other money that's set aside. And, you know, who knows how long you're going to be doing this kind of travel that you hope to do. At this point, I I think you're in great shape. I think that um, your idea around long term care is just fine. I certainly wouldn't buy a long term care policy for sure. Now, the question is how much of it? Second question is how much of our retirement savings do you think we could safely withdraw each year if needed and still preserve the principal? So, I mean, look, I think that um, in general, we like to say a withdrawal rate of you know, three percent, maybe three and a half, but I would say three percent. That's what I would say. Um, So you can think of your half, you know, because what you, they're saying is 750 grand is the total, but they only count 525 of that as available for future spending. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily do that. I would probably count the whole 750 and take three percent of that. And that is your safe withdrawal rate. It doesn't, again, it doesn't, have to be earmarked in the way. I mean, I know you're doing it almost philosophically. I don't know if you really need to to separate the money out. So, you know, if you've got this account and of these various accounts, you do need to dip into it. You know, that's about another 22, 23 grand a year. I think that's fine. If you actually prefer to just really silo off that five hundred twenty five thousand and $25,000, um, and the rest of it, the two hundred twenty five dollars is for long-term care, then, you know, you want to be like, I get it, you want to be a little bit more um, conservative with that. Then instead of, you know, 22, 23, it'd be about $16,000 a year. So I think that that's where you ought to be. Presuming you have all of your documents and you say you do, that's great. And um, I don't have any other recommendations. I think you're in really good shape. But, you know, I think also that if you wait to get to your full retirement age, and maybe you find that you actually don't need as much of the money as you thought you were going to need. Maybe you could continue to defer and wait till age 70 to receive your social security. Maybe there's something there. That's the only thing I would think of. That's it. You're in great shape. That is it. That is the program. If you would like to join us, go to the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Please let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. And while you're on the website, take the poll. Two questions, gang. It takes... I think now exactly down to 10 seconds and you can also pre-order the new book it's coming out in January it's called the great money reset and yes you all inspired this book so you should check it out and for every single person who pre-orders the book you are going to be invited to a special event so don't you want to get in on that now that's a call to tease guys we're not gonna tell you about the event just yet okay So get ready. Inflation report coming out. We'll talk to you about it. Try to lift someone up today. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.